What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us. Heavy Thank Metal Over Six Pack. <laughs> Heavy Metal Over Six Pack podcast. Uh, drinking brews. We're being hosted. Talking music. Not to be confused with hostess. We have, yeah, we have no hostesses. Mm, cupcakes. <laughs> snowballs. Fucking snowballs. Ew. Yeah, I'm not into snowballs. It's They're the consistency. Weird. Is it? Is that what it is? I think so. Okay. We got a bunch of stuff to do today. We're gonna do some. We're gonna do some heavy metal headlines. We're gonna do some heavy metal drinking songs. Yes, yes. Maybe not necessarily heavy metal, but you know, whatever. We're gonna do some drinking songs that are fucking awesome because, like, it's uh, uh, unfortunately by the time you hear this, you've already have experienced St. Patty's Day. But like, what better than to like let St. Patty's Day like go on and on and on and on? You know what I've what I actually learned is that uh, the whole thing, you know, like when you drink a lot and then you you pass out and then you wake up like. Uh, you know, multitude of you know minutes to hours later. That's actually no. I like to Irish call that time travel. I was gonna say Irish time travel. Irish time travel. Yep. A leap into the future. I guess. Yes. That makes sense because I have no idea. What I happened mean, they haven't perfected it. like the the you know precision of it, but and and it really goes forward. <laughs> Last but not least, and you do succeed in screwing up all the events in history. <laughs> yeah, that too. Last but not least, we do have a featured artist that I want to talk about today. Recall the remains over from across the pond over in the UK again. UK. They um they actually sent us like some pretty cool, pretty cool stuff over uh, over an email chat. We're not gonna have them join us today, but we're gonna talk a bunch about them. And I got a couple of tunes to actually share with you from them. So this first one is actually gonna be the like I believe one of the first singles that they came out with. Uh, this is gonna be first inversions. Enjoy.
Metal Headlines. Let's get on with that news. News, news, news. News, news. You lose. News, news, news. Phnom Penh. This is going to be such a shit All day um, long. All day long. So, day. We're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... So, I think this will be the third time... Uh, we, so, we're continuing uh, with Ozzy's kind of health crisis. Um, but, according to Jack and Miss Sharon... Uh, he is back to his normal routine. So Ozzy is... Um, oh, so he's up and at it. So, and this is actually the, the uh, quote here, and I thought it was funny. But it said, uh, Ozzy... Uh, so Jack says he can tell his father is feeling better because he's complaining a lot. <laughs> Which seems probably correct. I can totally see Ozzy as like a complaining grandpa. I mean, yeah, he's usually yelling to... Ah, oh, Sharon, where's my cereal? I can't find a melon... Oh, fuck it! Ah. Pretty much. Bullshit! Pretty much. What, what gets me is at this point, like, he, he, the devil hasn't come to call his due yet. Why is he gonna come now? So, Sharon adds, uh, that's always a good sign. When he complains and he's miserable, then you know it's good. And the Jack uh, followed up with, it's when he's happy and skipping around, you're like, okay, there's something really wrong here. Call the doctor. <laughs> He's in a good mood. Somebody call somebody. <laughs> <laughs> he needs You're help. British. <laughs> He's British. Oh, stop it. Uh, oh, shit. That's funny. So, yeah. He's not dying yet. It just, it just sounds like okay, it. Okay, Ozzy has been dying since, like, 1975. Okay? <laughs> I, mean, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Starts with, the, with the, the speech and the motor skills, and then it just downhill from there. I was going to go with probably the 12 cases of whiskey you drank in one night. <laughs> that, that probably doesn't help either. Do you have any? I could. By the way. So, going back to Marcus News. Weird pause and like weird break and like there it's on a very smooth flow. It's because we had technical difficulties. Testicle difficulties? Technical. I said technical. I did not say testicle. Well, that's your own fault. I mean, testicle difficulties are worse. So the story that I was going, the story that I was actually going to discuss is Spotify and Amazon sue songwriters, and that's in um, quotations, with appeal against 44% royalty rise in the United States. So, a recent copyright royalty board, the CRB, ruling brought great news for songwriters in the U.S. with royalty rates for streaming and other mechanical uses set to rise 44% in the market. Uh, Spotify and Amazon have now officially come out in opposition to the ruling in what the National Music Publishers Association has called a shameful move, which equates to suing songwriters. Huh. Interesting. Um, so, date was blah, 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 blah. Streaming companies are given 30 days to lodge official opposition to the ruling if they wished. The likes of Apple Music declined to do so. But it's a different case for Spotify and Amazon, which have both filed a notice of appeal. Pandora and Google have also asked the CRB to review its decision. Uh, in a statement today, March 7th, the NMPA said that a huge victory for songwriters is now in jeopardy due to the streaming services filings. So, what's happening? Is the, stre- the, uh, 
the songwriters actually want to get paid for the playing of their tunes. Kind of like the old days with like the old radio. Old time it's, radio. It hasn't changed. It's just, it's, the record companies are always going to try and screw over it. It's not the record market. companies though. Like this actually, is a, the problem is. You it know, isn't, but it is. Because now streaming services act much like dis distribution, you know. Yeah, but the streaming services aren't the record the companies. What, what ended up happening was the record companies just gave up. They're like, fuck it. There's no sense for us putting out any hard copy music. Like, there's no sense. Of, like, you have, you have to actually go kind of go back. Like, so that war against Napster, like what Napster kind of started with, like the file sharing kind of a thing, like kind of opened the eyes to like the Spotify's and the Amazon Music's and the Google Play's and like whatnot. It's like, oh, people really want to listen to their music like off the internet. They don't really give a crap about the quality of it. Like if it's just an MP3 that's like going over the net, like they're completely happy with that. And they they kind of bought, ran it, ran with it, and they kind of escaped through like a loophole of not having to pay their musicians. Like how many musicians have we talked to? Like they, they kind of joke that they get like point zero 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 one cent per play. So like if you don't have millions sure. of plays on these streaming services, you're not making shit. You're not making any money from from them but at the same time everybody's using these streaming services right. like, like like how many times in 51 episodes have i brought this up that like the right. streaming services are killing the, the music industry but that's the thing the record companies have nothing to do with this they just quit they're like whatever we're not gonna put out cds i mean record stores are going bye-bye like like no but they they still have labels like you the artists still publish on their labels well, yeah like that's where you get your you know, your studio time, your producers, your um, the labels are still there. But how much but of that is actually of, happening they're now? They're just though. not. Well, they're not as much involved in distribution in terms of. Like what uh, you have now is you have you have like a one percenter of A-list bands, and then you have uh, maybe like a 20-25 percent of B-list that can still kind of tour professionally and like like make a living off of it and then you got these quadrillion c-listers or d-listers or e or like you know just go down the list because like anybody can produce their own music now and get it on spotify and try to get as many plays as humanly possible right right kind of a thing well i think that's actually why i also and i'm sorry jay i don't mean to cut you off but it's all just i just want to finish oh, my good. thought my thought real quick I actually like because even like all the bands that we've we've had the opportunity to uh, to interview, like whether it be the the the, uh, the UK or like uh, across UK, America, Texas, any of the sorts, we're all regionalized. So if yeah, you're in, music's been that way for years. If you've been like if if you're in like if you're like a heart of Jordan, like the Michigan scene, like you have like the Michigan scene, and you can tag on to the tours that come through with a couple of the A-listers. But then they come to Boston and like they'll pick up like the Fathom Farewells, they'll pick up the Frenemies, they'll pick up like those like when they're in this area, and like they, so these A-listers are just feeding off like all like the regionalized and like the, these regionals can't get the f out of their region. Right. No, that's that's oh, fair. Sure. Yeah. Or they play a gazillion shows in their region and to, you know, and we can talk about attendance all day long, sure. kind of thing. Blah 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 blah. So well, and if you look at like if you look regionally like a dan like in our region. Like a, a, a band like uh, Birch Hill Dam, pretty well established. 
They have a pretty good following. Yeah, but they're regional. Um, they're not gonna. They're not gonna break out of this region unless something extreme happens. Right. But love you. Vinny, you know, they do well enough. But so. Um, but going back to my other point, where the, the the streaming services and the digital distributors now, they're you don't buy music at the store anymore. So these are the new stores. Now stores, when you bought a CD, that information went back, and the artist got a percentage of a CD that was sold, or a tape, or an LP, um, because it all went through the system. That's why when used music was being sold, like Newberry Comics. That was a big issue for the music industry, and that was one of the first hits that the music industry took was used music, because nobody saw any money. But then we come up here now, and all CDs, all physical music is gone, so all we have is digital. So these guys are the new record stores. But the thing is, is they're not paying the same as the record stores. Right, right. So, personal opinion, you know what? I know the world changes and like whatnot, like we all want on demand and like what. So there, there's two things to this. I'm actually, I actually subscribe to two services. I actually have Apple Music and I have Spotify Premium. So like I, I pay, you know, X amount of dollars a month sure. to, to have like the unlimited streaming. Why I have both? We'll talk about that later. But <laughs> one's actually bundled with my Hulu, so it kind of makes sense. It's like, you know what? It's only like $5 more so than I can have both. But, that's beside the point. I have two. I have two concerns with this. As a consumer, I don't necessarily want to hear like see those services go up because I mean, obviously, you know what? Spotify and Apple they make a trillion fucking dollars. I'm sure they do off of these goddamn. Lines. So if they have to pay another forty percent off of their margin, boo, hoo. Like, what does that oh, mean? No, like ten pro ten programmers get fired. Information. All of the advertising information, all of that's money they're making extra on top of your, like, uh, monthly subscription fee. So they're raking in the dough. Right. So the greedy consumer in me doesn't necessarily want to see those streaming services go up, but the musician in me wants to see the musicians actually start getting paid and, like, actually be able... Because like, then the truly great bands that are out there that have not gone undiscovered... Or, excuse me, let me rephrase that. That have gone undiscovered... <laughs> are able to actually so, break yeah. out and like gain an audience and gain like some actual respect in the marketplace because they're able to physically do that. You know what? The cream will always rise to the top. If you're a good band, you should be at the top. If you're a good band, know how to market yourself, know how to actually get your music out there, you should actually be able to live off of that. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah. I hear too many stories about like bands theory. that like don't make it because like there's just nothing coming in anymore. Like I'm tired of hearing that narrative. It's like, right. okay, well then fine, change the city. Like why why is Spotify and Amazon deciding what we do? Right. So here here's here, here's a what if. Makes us all look stupid. I'm sorry to interrupt one more time. It makes us all look stupid for wanting to be musicians because we know going well, in there's no money always, in it. But being a musician, yeah, it's always been that way. Um so in, what if instead of rising you know uh, asking for more money for download they stay the same but they get a chunk of advertising money well i mean you, you, the cup that these these services would have made 
Call it, I'll I, give you an apple. You know, call it, I'll give you an orange. I mean, as long as you're paying the artist, like, whatever percentage. I mean, right, but that, I think that's, that's when you really start to see these companies, like, start to sweat. Because that's their, that's their bread and butter. They don't give a shit about paying these artists more. It's, it, they just don't want to. Now, if you demanded that they pay some of their advertising money, then, like a percentage of the advertising money, let's say someone on YouTube, a video that's watched 8 billion times. Now, say they had to, YouTube had to pay that artist a percentage of the advertising that, that was shown during their song. They'd be, like, they'd be scrambling. Yeah. No, that makes sense, I guess. My and, only fear and, as an artist would be... I, I that I, would be an interesting I would be more show. My, my only concern being, like, as an artist would be... I would be I would be more interested in being paid like for play. It's kind of like winning the popularity contest, which is a realistic approach to it. Like I don't necessarily want to worry about like a like a third party company actually putting effort in there. So so just to counter your point is like, okay, well now we have to pay a percent of really the advertising. I'll cut my advertising budget by 60%. I still have all of my my users and subscribers. My my user acquisition rate probably drops like maybe 20 30 percent but i don't need to advertise it because like i still have an astronomical number and i don't have to pay out the artist kind of a thing like i'd actually you know what i'd rather if i'm a good band and i get more plays i'd rather get paid per play i'd rather the bands that are getting the pays greedy fuck (laughs) well no no i say that also i rather the bands that are out there that are getting like if, if someone's at like 500,000 plays and someone's at 1,000 plays, I'm sorry. The, the person has 500,000 plays. She can pay. No. <laughs> I can't. Words. <laughs> Words. No, no. Uh, part, part of me is all about putting things in a, 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 a way that it, it exposes these companies for just the greed that they they, they do. Because that's, that's what stifles creativity amongst musicians and artists. So I guess because the... You can't be creative if you're you're trying to sell a record. I guess the good news is coming from the artists that the um, there's something actually happening in Congress where they're actually looking more towards the uh, the creator of said art versus the, uh, the the big corporations, which I feel is a step in the right direction. Now I didn't read the whole article to you. I'll link the article and you guys can actually go and like read the um, the actual uh, statements and whatnot that were made in Congress, but. I don't know. Maybe the streaming services are moving in a different direction than this guy for it. That's my story. I'm, a, I'm all for the artist making more money. Right. And it took a 665 that's, that's beat conversation. <laughs> that's all I care about at the end of it. Yeah. Me too. At AKD Band. Um... So my uh, article is from uh, Lo- uh, Loudwire. Um, as we know, we, we lost uh, Vinnie Paul uh, last year. Um, oh, it's been a year. Well, technically, I mean, it, it was was technically last year, 2018. Yeah, that's that's you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, it was late. It was late summer, early fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we did the Pantera one. So hell yeah, has a new album release date. So their uh, sixth studio album, and uh, and it is the last recorded with Vinnie Paul. Um, 
<laughs> so uh, today, I believe the song 333 came out. All the tracks on it? Hmm? All the tracks on it? According to this, yes. Crazy. Uh, but yeah, the song uh, 333 was released today. Um, it's, I mean, it, it sounds like it's okay. It sounds like hell yeah. It's, I don't get the 333 thing, but whatever. Um, it's half a 666. I, I guess. But uh, so the, uh, the listing for the whole thing is new album designs and details are becoming soon. So I'm wondering if they're kind of semi rebrand a little bit. Some new stuff going on. Uh, but it, the, um, well, I heard the I heard the upcoming tour. They actually had to just catch the pulse of people, see right. how people react to it. Right. Uh, the album is slated for uh, summer this year. I've heard the upcoming uh, uh, spring and summer tour. Like they actually have a dedicated section for like um, like there's a dedicated spot for like a full tribute for like Vinnie Paul. So yeah, and they're uh, gonna kind of build like the the supporting acts. Oh good, I'm glad that's back. Um, they're gonna kind of build the supporting acts around like having like these tributes kind of like set up, kind of a thing. Um, yeah, well, it says uh, Hell Yeah asks fans for help with the artwork of uh, the imminent effort, seeking candidate photos of Paul to presumably include in the package. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure, sure. Now uh, all the all the proceeds for this are going to something, right? Hmm. Doesn't say. All the proceeds to the album? Yeah, they're probably going. Into the pockets of well, no, 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 well, no, no, no. I could have sworn that back, that back when he passed away, they said that they were still going to release the album, but that they were going to give some of the proceeds to something. Uh, maybe I'm. Uh, but they do have a special one-night-only show to celebrate the life and legacy of him. Uh, Saturday, May 11th, at the House of Blues in Las Vegas. That is coming as well. Vegas. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I guess he's in one more than. I mean, at least they got something. I, and that makes you think, like, I mean, he's not gonna get anything from this. Like, did it feel right to release that if he's not there? Well, his rights. Well, I'm the right, the right, the rights right. to his music will actually be um, uh, handed down to like Mexican or whoever. It's kind of like like whoever owns the like. Jay, you might know this. Who owns the rights to Michael Jackson? Because it's not a it's not a family member of Michael Jackson. No, it's a trust. It's the Michael Jackson trust. His families are part of the trust. Or maybe, maybe I'm thinking about like the wrong it's a, it's a trust. But like his royalties, um, are, his royalties will like go somewhere. Owns all the Beatles as well. That's what I. That's the Beatles. That's that's the part of it that I was thinking of. Like some of the the, the trust that owns Michael Michael Jackson actually owns the Beatles. So the Beatles royalties. Yes, because Michael Jackson back in the day bought all the Beatles stuff. So yeah, his his royalties actually like go to somebody, and it's probably with with hope somebody in his, his family. family. That's uh, a, that's something yeah. that gets a, that's something Fun gets fact, out. Sony has the rights to Jackson's estate um, in a deal valued around seven hundred fifty million. The Jackson estate retained a ten percent stake in EMI Music Publishing and its ownership of um, My My Jack Music, which holds the rights to all the songs. So, so Sony, I guess, technically. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so I have one last news yep, item. Sorry, what? Quick. So, petition to ban metal bands results in canceled concert in Singapore. Hmm. Okay, go on. A little negative. But, 
I'll read verbatim. Tonight's performance of Singapore from Black Metal Act Watain. Watain. Yeah, W A Wu Tang, but T A I N has been canceled following public outcry after a petition a petition aimed to prevent the band and fellow Swedish metalhead Soilwork from playing in the country. Soilwork? Yeah, really. This is why we. This is why I, haven't we heard, I haven't heard that name in a while. The uh, the Info Communications Media Development Authority (IDMA) Board of Singapore government officially scrapped the gig to to take place today, which was March seventh of this year. I just double check, make sure it was this year. Uh, yes, March seventh of this year. After concerns were raised by the Ministry of Home Affairs, those worries were first signaled in the Change.org petition titled "Ban Satanic Music Groups Watain and Soilwork from Performing in Singapore." Launched two days ago, and now boasts over 17,000 signatures. Uh, these heavy metal bands do not represent the culture we want in our youth, the petition states. Wow. The subtle little messages in their songs include death and suicide. How many memes have we shared over the last couple of weeks saying that death metal inspires happy thoughts? Right? I almost had a news story on it, too. Yep. That's funny. The show was to be Watine's <clears throat> first ever concert. And I'm so sorry for saying that. There was supposed to be their first ever concert in the country scheduled to take place at the EBX Live Space. The IDMA had originally set guidelines for the event that restricted entry to concert goers below the age of 18. So, <sighs> so weird. <clears throat> Waitane have yet to comment on the matter, but this is not the first time they've courted controversy. Last year, the band's guitarist left the group after a photo circulated online that showed him giving a Nazi salute. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Okay, so that might not be the message. Yeah, no. Well, All right, that so maybe the reason why that, now we're getting down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> now the truth comes out. Do the Chinese really give a shit about anybody else? Oh no. Well, Singapore is different. That's not China. Is, is it Japan? I'm sorry. <clears throat> Whatever. Oh good lord, you're making it worse. There's my <laughs> <laughs> kill it. Just, just dig in that hole, baby. There's my ge- there's my geography just... lesson for the day. Thank you. <laughs> Have you ever watched Godzilla? That's so cute. All right, but sen- censorship is still out and alive, baby. Ban Satan. Ban, ban Satan. <laughs> well, that's that's funny you mentioned that because I have a news article Do it. about censorship. Super. I'm surprised I've, neither of you picked it up. <clears throat> I'm surprised you have a news article. I'm surprised my pants are on. Filter. We've had like 50 well, episodes. Is, you, know. like, you've had a, you haven't had a news article in like 49 of them. <laughs> 48. Thank you. <laughs> 46. That might be my accurate. So. <clears throat> not even um, sure we picked you up till episode eight. A Texas venue cancels filter gig after they shared an anti-Trump Facebook post. That's because they suck. Yeah, that makes sense. I think it's a Texas thing. Wow. Good for Texas. Good, good for Texas. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Stand up for what you believe in. I guess so. <laughs> Good for saying fuck you to free speech. I, I guess, yeah. I mean, again, Texas. Where does it stop? Where does it stop? Usually when the light turns red. Some uh, venue doesn't like dragons, so they don't hire AKD. <laughs> Jay, you know the answer to this question, man. The, the political environment in this country right now is so stupid. It doesn't matter. That's actually why matter. like, I would rather never do politics speech. on this show, because like, if we actually lean one way versus the other, we would lose half of what little audience we already have. Right. <laughs> Like, well, I, if I don't not even more. want to get into the nitty. I don't want to get into the nitty gritty of what he said. I, what I will, what my point is, is like, 
saying that someone can't play because of their own personal opinion. Like, no. That's, that's, no. Yeah, especially being music is an expression of XYZ and to just like, kind of... You, you hired Filter. Like, they are, they talk about political shit. They're very, very proactive. You hired them. Hey, man, nice shot. Like... Nice shot, man. <laughs> so... Hey, I said, hey, man, nice shot. <laughs> oh, I have to... We digress. Now, in... in to, to flip it, last year, we were talking about no effects. Yeah. This is true. Yeah, but they were and making fun of... They were making fun of another art form. They're making fun of country music listeners, but they did bring up a very sensitive subject, like a mass murder, <clears throat> which okay. I'm not okay with. We do not condone but mass murder. But that—that's also censorship as well. I mean, and and you were okay. He came out. He apologized for it, and you know, he ain't crazy. Yeah, probably out of taste, which is out of absolutely out of character of both those guys. No, yeah. For sure. Um, All as well with them. They're, but, uh, I think they're touring the U.S. again this year. Yeah, they're back again this year. Yep. So I saw that. So they got suspended. They had their one year. One, well, yeah, their one year suspension. Yeah. <laughs> you so got really waiting it out. You, you just got released and by the like, New York oh, Giants. You got picked up by the Browns. <laughs> they have to go to Europe, <laughs> where they actually treat musicians like. People. Right. <laughs> or gods, either or. <laughs> I feel like they're just mass produced up there, so I feel like there's gonna be some saturation. But. Europe's weird like that, man. You just end up in this weird town and they're like, we love Roddy James Dio! That's the only English they know. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> is it true or is that just all you can say? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Alright, I hate to cut us off, but we're up against the clock, so we're gonna, we're gonna have to move forward with our main event. This is the Heavy Metal All World Six Pack Drinking Songs Playlist. Hey, hey, hey! We're uh. Oh. Hey. I figure we're coming up to that hey. St. Patrick guy, who's actually not even you know Irish, but that's fine. We don't get to talk about that. We passed it by the time you heard this, but it's okay. Yes. Uh, so we decided. Um, we all like drinking songs and songs about drinking. And songs about songs and drinking about drinking. So we decided to each pick <laughs> five of our favorite drink, drunk, drank songs. And we're going to do that. Anthony took like three of my five. You're welcome. But it's okay. I found some good shit for you. I was very, I very tiptoed. I picked, I was kind of like, well, I'll avoid like, you know, like Dropkick Murphys. But, you know. Well, it's funny you say that. If you want, I'll start. Beer songs. If you want, I'll start. I'll start. Start. So, when it when it comes to like like drinking songs, like what I love about like this time of year, like, like you know, with, when we started this podcast almost a year ago at this point, I think like our second episode was like the folk, Celtic, heavy metal, like battle royale kind of a thing because yeah. it was kind of like right around that time of the year. It's like you know you're just getting off of like the like the St. Patty's Day and like there's nothing better to me than like a drinking song when it comes to like 
like that Celtic, like the you got the that piccolo shit going on, and like the the mandolin, <laughs> and like the whatnot, and the crazy energy. So the first song that I am gonna I'm gonna actually throw out there is called, in one word, another drinking song. It is by the band Skyclad. Came out it came out in 2004. It has everything that you want in that Celtic Irish like mood and. I don't know. It's just it's just like something like completely cool about it. Like it's got like the great energy. It's got like the cool like choruses, like the the neat instrumentals and like whatnot. But one word, another drinking song. No spaces. No spaces. None. One capital letter. A. None. <laughs> All right. I don't know what else to say about it. Okay. Jay. It's fucking cool. <laughs> Oh, by the way, we'll put all this into a um, playlist. A, a playlist, and we'll put that on our our uh, our webpage. Yes. We'll take down the love songs. We'll put up drinking songs because mm-hmm. fuck those love songs. Well, that's usually how the love songs come after all the drinking. Or maybe that's babies. I, like we I, can hear I, this I, in, I in the background. Can you hear this in the background? He has some la 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 las, and you have like a crazy oh. fucking Would guitar action going on, like Would right there. Winners? Jay, I'm so sorry you can't hear this. Jay joins us from places unknown. Jay, song one, go ahead. Song uno. All right. Song one. Reconsider the one you picked Bohemian? first. Bohemian? No, fuck off. <laughs> Everyone's Bohemian got an opinion. Rhapsody by Queen. Look, you, you asked me to make a drinking list. You didn't ask me to make a St. Patrick's Day drinking list. No, it's a drinking song. This, yes, and I... I can listen to Bohemian Rhapsody while I'm drinking. How can you not? That's fine. It's such we'll an take epic it. song. Okay, I'm especially not gonna. See, I'm not gonna be the one to fight. Okay, let me let me ask co-host Anthony. Anthony, you're a Queen fan. Mm-hmm. Have you ever associated Bohemian Rhapsody with a drinking song? I mean, you want my personal opinion? I'm gonna go with no. But we are all entitled to our opinions. So. Yeah, that means you're crazy, Jay. Two opinions okay. to one. But anyway, go ahead. That's why it's not That's my fine. list. It's your list. I mean, I, I mean, so my question would be, I feel like you would start drinking only in the second half of the song. And when it really kicks in <laughs> is when you just start fucking chugging the shit out of it. Like, do you just go, do you just go into like depression? Like after you listen to like the beginning, because like your mind is just like so fucked up with like all the weird shit that's like going on that you just like, dude, so if somebody either give me a whiskey. Bohemian Rhapsody is, is one of those songs where I've already tied one on. I'm feeling good, and I'm like, oh, yeah, and I think the headbanging part. And then, you know, I really want to get to that. I get to the really high part, and then you start, you know, coming down, and you're like, all right, and then you're looking for a different song to play. Now, have you have you ever Irish time-traveled before the, the heavy part? And then, you know, <laughs> you feel I'm like sure. you've wasted your time? I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure, right. I'm sure. <laughs> I was so drunk once I did air guitar like on the table at a bar once. Yeah, so. boy. Proud of you. I don't even remember it, so. That's all that matters. So drunk once I went up on stage and played guitar and so oh wait, that was we did that in Austin. Sure we did. I was not drunk. Just kidding. Nervous though. I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably. You weren't there, Jay! He can still be drunk, doesn't matter his location. <laughs> Wouldn't buy a ticket from us. <laughs> All right. This is why Spotify sucks. Moving on. 
Um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll uh, shout out to my father for this one, but I have picked uh, ACDC, Have a Drink on Me. And I'm yeah, not sure... Bohemian Rhapsody's a drinking song. <laughs> Anything, dude, the four-wheeler running up the side of the road is a drinking song to him. You know that. That's fair enough. Well, that's why I said... Wheels on the bus go round. is like, ah, I got the whiskey. Like, I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, you know, damn well. Now, I mean, I understand. So if you have a song called Have a Drink on Me, do you actually think they put the drink on him? No, it's like it a tap on the band. But they don't specify. <laughs> he just says have a drink on him. Well, that's like the word. That's maybe like... he's got a weird fetish. So maybe, okay, he, maybe, maybe he identifies yes, as a glass. Anthony, bro, I hate, I hate to point this out, but this is going to be something that's like weird to like the millennial generation. There was this one time where you would actually walk into a bar and you would actually buy a round for anybody that was sitting there. Do you have and then you would it? have you would have rounds bought for you for like a good portion of the evening like thereafter. So like to have a drink on me is actually referring to like just putting it down on his tab, man. Thanks, ass. Try to make comedy and you ruined it. Anyway. Uh yeah. I mean ACDC that's my father again, always a drinking fan in general. Um, yeah, moving on. It's not untrue. See? Which part? ACDC as a drinking band. <laughs> Definitely. Drinking bands? <laughs> sure. Alright, we already brought these guys up. I'll actually give them some credit. Again, in this segment, hell yeah. They have a bit, they have a song called Drink, Drank, Drunk. I don't have a cue up for my guys, but that's okay. 2012, the Metal Supergroup. The Metal Supergroup. I wonder if that song's about drinking. Hell yeah, put out their third studio album, Band of Brothers. Within their release is, it, is the hit song, Drink, Drink, Drunk, an ode to getting wasted and causing trouble. Don't they also do Alcoholing Ass? Isn't that also one of those songs, too? Uh, yeah. I think. Yeah, so is that right? Yeah. Okay. The chorus really sums uh, it up as lead singer Chad Gray walls. Let's get fucked up till we fall down. So everybody get drink, drink, drunk right now. Let's get tore up till we're face down. Okay. So I don't really like Hell Yeah. If you read those lyrics, it sounds like it's like a club song. I'm not a huge Hell Yeah fan, but this song actually isn't too bad. <laughs> no. One of the better ones. And that's before. Like I knew, like all the the, the drinking, but it's actually like it's 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 verbally, right, right, or right. not verbally, audibly pleasing. Audibly, drink, drink, drunk. Hell yeah, beautiful. Hell yeah, Jason. Ooh. My second song is one bourbon, one scotch, one beer by George Thurgood. If I'm correct, he didn't write that. Am I correct? I mean, classic. No, no, that's a cover. Okay, I thought so. I, 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 yeah. Good song, don't get me wrong. Great he does song. well with covers. <laughs> he has a few of them, what I've understood. Yeah. I mean, that's just a classic. Sitting in the bar. If the bar still has a jukebox. Well, you know what it is, too? It's, it's that blues. You know what I mean? Because it tells a story. And you follow room, it through yeah, the, the, you the know what I mean? Blues, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. piggyback off yours because I have a buddy of mine who wanted to um, put out this song as well. Now that you brought up George Thorogood, he actually brought up uh, the song off of Boogie People in '91. Uh, if you don't start drinking, I'm gonna leave. 
That was his contribution for us. All right. Which, I mean, yeah, why not? And also, I must say that I do like I Drink Alone as well. Which, being 15 and hearing the song, or 14, not realizing those are actual types of alcohol. And I'm like, I don't understand. How was he drinking alone with all these people? But as I get older, I, I was like, oh, I got it. They must have a lot of Capri Thumbs. Capri <laughs> Thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> Alright, moving on. Um, my next song is by the mighty and favoritized Ailstorm. Uh, we have, the, I mean, honestly, you could pick really any Ailstorm kind of song. Drinking is, drinking is kind of in their name. I mean, yeah. But I decided to pick the song Drink, which is a fantastic song off their most recent. Fuck. Um, I'm sorry, not most recent, but I'm before. Golden Sunset, Golden Age, right? Correct. Anyway, I mean, the song's called Drink. And uh, it came off of Golden Age 2014. That's right. Yeah, I mean, if you don't know this, you're probably sober. I always wanted our cover band to cover this one. That's a good one. And you never want to be we We can open with it. Right. I mean, the chorus is like, it's like, we are here to drink your beer. <laughs> yep. Stealing a rum at the point of a gun. We won't bring the gun. No. I'll just take a banana. I have a steamer out there. Like, steamer in my work truck. It, looks, it kind of looks like a gun. We can bring We can steam some shit. Bring my Nerf gun. I get the big, like, machine gun one with, like, the belt of bullets. I think one of my fondest memories of seeing Ailstorm at the uh, Warp Tour was the uh, Genesee. Oh, yeah, the beer. <laughs> <laughs> the Genesee Light. Like, what the fuck is this? And the guy drinking it. It's like, what the fuck are we drinking? <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> because if, if anybody has ever suffered a Genesee. <sighs> I heard this one that's pretty bad called Ice Chest. Never seen it. Never heard of it, but I heard it's pretty bad. Sounds cool. I guess. Probably <laughs> tastes like it, too. Uh, Marcus. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna just go with the most obvious one out there. It's uh, by the band Psycho Stick. It's the song "Beer." Beer is good. Beer is good. They should make and a Spanish stuff. version called Cerveza. Uh, take the whole song. Are you made, kidding me? That'd be awesome. <laughs> like you know, just sing it in Spanish. If shit, I'm gonna email them. You should. It's like, dude, we came up with this idea. You need to do the beer song. In Cerveza, do the whole thing in Spanish, yep. and we want two percent royalty. El Caro, I'm gonna go drive El Caro. I want two percent of that point oh 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 one. <laughs> yeah, right. That you get for every Spotify play. In an interview, that'd be awesome. But beer is good. Beer is good. And stuff. And stuff. Yeah. Beer, beer, beer. Jason. So the next song is. We're not gonna take it by Twisted Sister. Go on. Come on. Get liquored up. Get amped up. Play that. Because he's not gonna just take don't it. Go out, just, don't, just don't go out and try and break shit. That's why I avoided Pantera on this list. <laughs> I thought that was. He didn't uh, want to go out and break shit. I, I always. See, he, see okay. This see, is more of like an authoritative. Like, this is more of like a stand against authority. You can do it while drinking, though. 
Look, I have moods when I drink. Like, I don't listen to the same kind of music when I always when I drink. Sometimes I'm in a fired up mood. Sometimes, you know, I want to chill. Sometimes I want to listen to something else. <laughs> all right, all right. We can take some D. Snyder. Um, twisted, twisted, twisted Sister is definitely a couple shots of uh, something hard. Something <laughs> hard? Come on now. This is a family podcast. Like, yeah, let's go to the next bar! Yeah! <laughs> uh, uh, so my next one is from a wonderful band called Corpoclani. And the song is called Vodka. I'm pretty sure, Jay, you've heard this one. I'm pretty sure I played this one too. This song is about rum. Wait, what? That, that, was, that, was, that was incorrect. That was false. That's <laughs> Let me try that again. Hold on. <clears throat> I, was about song, to, I was about to correct you, but then it like occurred this, to me. This song is, is obviously about gin. Wait. <laughs> I was like, did you I do that on purpose? I'm so confused right now. <laughs> No, obviously about vodka. And ah. I think, I'm pretty sure this is the only song they actually speak English in. If I'm correct. Um. No, but I can't. Is there, is there I, can't I can't name that. I can't name a back. Okay, so. but I, I know this one's in English. I love Corbin Klein. These guys are great. They're so happy and excited. This is like getting like right video. into it. I just fucking love great. Celtic, freaking folk. This is a fun song. Heavy metal. Ugh. Definitely a good one. Marcus? So, unfortunately, my last two, like I said, my, my drinking songs are like, like, I just get it. You know, and before I actually like, talk about like, these guys, like, like my, like, I'll get in the, the mood, like, when we have, like, a, like a St. Paddy's party or, like, something like that, like, whatnot. Like, the Bouncing Souls, man, like, Flogging Molly, like, the, there's so much great, like, old school, like, like, English punk music and Celtic and all that awesome stuff. The next one I picked was Kiss Me, I'm Shitface, Dropkick Murphys. Boston Strong, baby. Dropkick Murphys. They're from the state of Massachusetts. I don't think that's true, though. That's just one of their songs. No, they're they're from here. Are they they actually from? They're not actually from... At least a portion of that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think some of them might be off the boat. Yeah, they're they're, they're Southie natives, man. Oh, like, they, these guys are they, these guys like know it. But so yeah, kiss me, I'm shit face. Like the vocals, like just scream drinking song. The vibe, just scream drinking song. I mean, he shit face. So yeah, yeah, I mean, if you're in an Irish pub oh, and like you, know. you hear this song, like we're all putting up our pints of Guinness, so like we're fucking spilling it all over everything, and then we're crying because we just paid eight bucks for that pint of Guinness at like a Boston Southie <laughs> club kind of thing. But you know what? It doesn't even fucking matter because we're shit faced, so getting kissed. Or we're asking. Or we're asking. Oh, we're not demanding. Hey. No, we're polite. Hey, you. Doesn't say kiss me, I'm shit fit. Kiss me, please. I'm oh. shit <laughs> Obviously, you've uh, never been to Boston. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> hey, asshole. <laughs> Swinging your lips around. Oh, gross. Good song. Good okay, fun, fun Boston story. It'll take me 30 seconds to tell it. So, I went to uh, last year. Stop it. That's my stop I know it is. Stop it. See, I just lost like 10 seconds. Damn it! My tongue's um, tired. I went to the Extreme Beer Festival in Boston. It was at the um, it was at the uh, the, the big Expo Center over on the uh, on the Seaport. 
So later on in the evening, so the, the Extreme Beer Fest, you get this bit, this bracelet, and like why not? It's like unmistakable. It says like Extreme Beer Fest, like right on it. So, so later on, we go to the event, we do our thing, we do our thing. We're like we're having dinner. We're on like a subway. It was us and uh, it was actually Dan and Sarah. It was uh, it was uh, uh, me, Connie, Dan and Sarah. Like we're, we're out with like another cu- a couple. So this poor girl is on the subway, and like she can barely hold herself like up on the uh, like on the pole. And like I noticed she has like the wristband. So I'm like, I just I just like looked over. I'm like, oh, stream beer fest, huh? And she's like, no. And then the very next stop, she like runs off the train, runs fucking dead into a concrete pole and like hit the hit the deck <laughs> like just oh, she comes out it was like one of the it's like a scene from a fucking movie like she runs off the train the door is closed she hits the pole she goes down to the floor and like the train's gone we're like oh my god <laughs> we have no idea what happened to that poor girl we're not even sure if she got off at the point that she was supposed to but she was just embarrassed because i called her out for going to extreme beer fest so i was gonna like show her mine and be like dude i was there doing it <laughs> Tragic. Oh boy! Oh boy! Go ahead, Dan. <laughs> I, not Dan. <laughs> I, was like, I, I thought you said dude, but then like I'm like that was uh, definitely an N. Jay, go ahead. Uh, interesting. <laughs> dude, my brain is fucked today, man. I told you today was gonna be a shit show. Oh lordy! All right, my next song is "Party Over Here" by Atmosphere. Absolutely in no way, shape, or form a metal or rock song. <laughs> but they do reference Led Zeppelin. That's cool. Um, Jay, you're a sick fuck, man. I just put this on. Song. I just put this on the background. That's a drinking song, I guess. <clears throat> you can't yeah, party, party over drinking. here. Fuck you over I, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. The lyrics are, party over here, fuck you over there. Somebody paid these people to make this song. (laughs) Somebody gave these people money. And they're going to make a a, a hundredth of a cent from us playing it (laughs) right now. But all those people over there, they're fucked. So you're good. Atmosphere is part of the Rhymesayers label. And Atmosphere is co-owner of the label. And they produce all of their music. And tour, tour worldwide. Tour. You're going to tour. Tour. You're going Why is this your drinking song, Jay? Do you drink to this song? Do you Are drink you because of this song? Well, because this is like just a fucking party. Or you just know it to be fucked over there. <laughs> well, but if, you, if you're listening to the lyrics, the lyrics goes down. And it pretty much details every type of party goer you've ever come across in your life okay while okay. drinking at your house somebody else's house um i think we should have a drinking party at jay's house you know they have make controls. wine for cats my they have beer for dogs apartment. Yeah. <laughs> all right all right take it uh next one uh my brother actually was the uh show me this song uh this is uh beer by Real Big Fish. Ah, oh, great song. It's a fantastic song. A I'm not song. a huge fan of Real Big Fish, but this song's actually As good. My buddy played this at a, my buddy played this at his wedding. Really? Are you kidding me? This is a great song. Like song. as as appeared in basketball, man. Like this is what they the beers were actually introduced uh, in this basketball. song. This is a great one. I love that movie. That movie basketball. is awesome. It's a good one. That movie is awesome. <laughs> 
Oh, it's so fucking one epic. Best, one of the greatest comedies of all time. Uh, and they just cut loose in that movie too, man. Like they, they make out with each other. Yeah, like they, they got hot chicks in it. Like, oh god, it's so wrong. They made fun of everything in that movie. It was great. Yeah. So this song is about drinking, falling down, and then you know buying someone a beer. Don't love me no more. That's that's pretty much it. Well, you know, the, the thing is, it, like, real big I think I'll have is, myself is, honestly, they're a drinking band. They're another one of those drinking bands. Right. Like, you could... It, yeah, this is right up there, though, with, like, the energy, man. This is the energy. Like, why why do beer beer songs, like, have so much energy? Like, it's so well, great. when you start drinking beer, you, you have energy. Yeah, you just you just feel, like, excited, man. Just, like, every yeah. like everything rocks. Yeah. It's such a good time. Marcus? Yeah, hold on. I'm still listening. To this one. I'll have myself a beer. Do it. Uh, All right. So my last of the by five. I'm going back to my Celtic folk roots and whatnot. I went with a band called the Rumjacks. Excuse me. The Rumjacks. I'll let it go this time. Get a shot for that. <laughs> it should be. We should make one. You have a. Yeah, right. Wait, what kind of shot? Like a doctor? Or like a like a drinking yeah. shot? <laughs> sure. Like I, a, know, I mean Like sir, you uh you have a lot Okay, we mix this concoction. We miss this concoction, but we you don't drink it. You we're actually gonna inject it into your human. We we actually we we put rum and uh jacks. That's it. There's something about a good piccolo action that like it just makes me like wanna drink just Put down Irish you reds. I love the piccolo. You like the piccolo. The piccolo. The piccolo is the man, dude. Piccolo, piccolo, piccolo. Are you sure it's the piccolo? Me and Anthony were at the, the, we're the, at the, the whistle. Okay, so Jay, true story. Me and Anthony, like, gosh, at this point, it had to be three or four years three ago. Three years ago. Three, three years no, ago. No, four years ago. Okay, four years ago. No, we were, three years ago. We were at the, whatever, whatever. Three, three and a half four, years ago. Three or four <laughs> years ago. We were at the Dropkick Irish Drive Travel. It fucks you up. And there was this band that like actually opened for like the Dropkick Murphys, and the whole crowd like went nuts for the dude that was playing the piccolo. And the dude who was playing the piccolo even like threw his hands up. I was like, "What are you people doing? What, <laughs> what, the hell? what are you cheering me for? <laughs> you fucking rule, man! I love you." We well, don't see that a lot in America. It's not like a, a normal <laughs> instrument. Cowbell. Yeah, exactly. More piccolo. Ah, it was great. And I think the second man had like the hot chick with the accordion. With the accordion, <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, such a great time. Such that a good was, time. That was a good time. That was a good show. Ah, oh. so the song is an Irish pub song. The band is the Rumjacks. Beautiful. Done and done. Mic drop. Jason, what was your last one? <laughs> My last song. Well, I figured you know I'd, I'd throw you a bone with one Irish drinking song. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> uh. And the song is called Traditional Irish Folk Song by Dennis Leary. Uh-huh. And, yeah, I mean, it, it, how do you not, I don't know. If you're from Boston and you know Dennis Leary, and, and you even associate somewhat Irish. Yeah. This, this, this song 
Even if you're not even a little bit Irish, are you from Massachusetts? Yeah, you're like, oh yeah, I know the Irish. This I'm is off, this is off an album called No Cure for Cancer. <laughs> well, that's not wrong. Oh, that was I a guess. great, such a great stand-up routine. Like <laughs> that's, that, such that, a, that, that. that's such a negative. It is quite negative. <laughs> uh, but it's so great, man. It's got that folk. It's got that full Celtic thing, man. I, I fucking love it, dude. Oh yeah. god, you'll you'll like the my my last choice. It's on a pound stouts right now. We uh. See. Uh, um, that was almost on time with the song. I'm impressed, Jay. Almost. <laughs> 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 the one that you can't hear. Uh, so my last one, and I told Marcus is uh, off air. Uh, I used to listen to Flogging Molly a lot when I was younger. And there was a song that I really, you really... You used to listen to Floggin' Molly, or you used to, used to. Flog Molly? Just a little bit of both. Um, but more importantly, there was a song that I always used to listen to, and thanks to LimeWire, they like to pick different songs, like, for the name, because they don't know what they're doing. So I never knew the actual name of it, so I actually was able to run through a multitude of Flog Molly albums to find the one I was looking for, which is Salty Dog, which is a fantastic song. And it's, you know, puking till you fell asleep. I mean, it's go. about drinking. And he also needs the boogers so he can sing. So, that's also important. Well, hey. Muy importante. Yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> For you tequila drinkers. Nice and Irishy for you. I think that's it. That's all five. That's right? all five. That's yeah. all five for all three of us. Any honorable mentions? Uh, I threw mine out there. All right. So I'll tell you what, I'm gonna go back to our featured artist. I'm actually gonna like throw a tune out there from our featured artist, the uh, Recall the Remains. Um, once I find it, I'm so sorry. This track, Will of Your God. Enjoy.
So uh, moving forward today, we're actually going to uh, like talk about our featured artists, uh, Recall the Remains. Um, you actually heard a couple of tracks like going into it. Uh, go- Good Lord. Forgive Words. me. Forgive me. The IPAs are like flowing like some fierce today. You've actually <laughs> heard some of the tracks throughout this episode today. Uh, recall the remains. Uh, five-piece band. Uh, vocals: Jacob Collins. Uh, vocals and bass: Jordan Barnes. Guitar: Elliot Rowe. Guitar and vocals: Zach Bowden. And drums: Anthony Morris. These guys are from across the pond, uh, over at the UK, out of uh, Telford, Shropshire. Okay. Sounds like where the hobbits live. Uh, they were formed in 2017. That's New Zealand. Oh, that's true. This is true. I forgot that was that was yeah. In real life, gotcha. Um, 2017, they actually came. To, they came together. They were. Um, 2018, they actually won a Wolver, Wolverhampton Regional Final of the Mammoth Fest, Best of the Bands competition. As a result of this, they earned a slot on the lineup of Mammoth Mammoth <laughs> My words are suck today. Mammoth Fest 2018, competing in the best of the band's national final at the same time. Um, at the time of the bio came out, they recently just re- released a single uh, first inversion, which we actually featured on the podcast uh, today. So what we did was we actually reached out to the guys and like um, like in uh, bands past, like we actually did like a couple of uh, uh, email questions for them, and uh, one of the questions that I uh, or to start, they have a new they have a new uh, they have a new single is about to be released on the 23rd of March, which um, you guys will be able to uh, check out. It's called Deadlines. Uh, Deadlines is going to be the third single from the UK metal band uh, Recall the Remains. Um, the response from the opening line, the song grabs you by the throat, pulling you in and never letting go. It's faster than our previous singles, a little heavier, and packs a melodic punch. So. Something, yeah, something, something to definitely looking forward to. Yeah, like, yeah. If you actually listen to the tracks, I mean, I personally, I, I, I kind of dig like the sound, like, like the metal, the metal screams are actually pretty solid in it. The, um, the, the, the clean has like a, a uniqueness to the, it. The clean, so the clean, it reminds me of almost like if you listen to a lot of the, uh, what's the word, like the, I don't even know the the actual genre because I'm sure I'll offend someone with it, but if you take. Like you know, almost like your um, night. I don't like Nightwish as a, as a female. Uh, Blind Guardian, kind of you know, like that uh, folk kind of vocals. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That's that's the the sound I get out of it. It's not bad by any means. It's wrong, but it definitely has a uniqueness to it. And I think it it, uh, it stands out a little more than you know, because a lot of times the bands when you have this kind of what is it? Uh, is it metalcore? Is that what it roughly? Mm-hmm. You have like that kind of guy who sounds like a, you know, the high girly kind of singing, pop singing throughout it. And this one, I think it, it switches it up a little bit. The uh, the new single Deadlines. Um, when I when I asked the guys, uh, the track was recorded in 2018. It was at the Forge Recording Studio in uh, Warmington, uh, Workwickshire, with a uh, producer Tom uh, Tom Gittins of Monochrome Productions. Uh, they were they were working with Tom since uh, 2017. Um, th- their comments about Tom was like he gets our sound and uh, what we're going for and the overall and the nicest guys and one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Which I love working with nice guys. I, I don't like working with assholes. 
That's why I work with uh, Anthony and, you know, Jay got invited. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's right. That's right. I, I mean, it's, it's good when you have a producer that works with you and knows what you're trying to do. That makes a, a big difference. All right, for all the sound guys and like whatnot out there, like especially if you're playing like a live show, there's Don't nothing, be an wor- there's nothing be an worse guy. than like a dickhead for a sound <laughs> guy. But if you're a sound guy and you have a dickhead for a musician, I get it. No, totally. We Trust me, we know that guy. Um, so we we actually talked back and forth with these guys like through like an email chain, and I actually sent them like a couple of questions, and um, we'll link all of this information, like all this whatnot. You actually got to hear first inversions first inversion on um, today's uh, episode but they have a, a video out and I actually asked them to like kind of take us through the video for first inversion in the uh, the imagery the video and the inspiration behind it um, and I'll read verbatim first inversion was shot in an afternoon at cabin bay uh, jump ships practice space by Jay Hillier the uh, the overall imagery with the video uh, synchronizes beautifully with the themes conveyed in the song. The lights used above us are used to convey the beacon's reference in the song. All direction, camera, operating, editing, filming were all done by J. Hillier under his studio name, J.H. Filmmaker. Overall, they were very happy with the video, how it turned out. We can't th- we can't think of a better way to express the theme of the first inversion. The, uh, the video uh, encap- encapsulates them perfectly. Um... Second question I actually asked these guys was like the uh, what's the driving force behind the music? Is there a common theme within songs? Is there music driven by past events, current events, personal experiences? And uh, the the answer and like again I'll read verbatim. The uh, two lyricists Jacob and Jordan will come up with a theme for the song and then right around that they pulled inspiration from past events in in life, both from their personal lives and others. Uh, they're a versatile. They consider themselves to be a versatile band. When it comes to influences of songwriting, as well as love and different styles of music. Sure, so it's not like a set theme. It's kind of what's going on, how they feel, and whatnot. Now I'm gonna um, I'm gonna kind of nip and tuck a little bit, obviously, because like it's like one thing to have like me like kind of writing at you. But if you go to like our webpage at the uh, hmoa6pack.potomatic.net, I'm actually gonna blog like this whole interview like segment, so you can actually see like all of their answers as they were like listening to us. Um, I talked about influences, and um, in, uh, the actual question I sent to them was, who are the groups that inspired and influenced the band, the, the members of uh, Recall the Remains? And I got individual answers. I'm not sure what to say into that. It's not like a bless you, it's just like a... Are you dying? No, I just feel like, like very funny. Because yeah, if you were choking, I was just going to leave the room. Yeah. Maybe I should just like... Well, you know, we want to give him a little privacy. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> it seems legit to me. I get nervous around. So I like the stuff. I like these kind of questions because like <laughs> we have they actually gave us like all the individual influences like all the individual band members. So Jacob, the uh, main vocalist, inspired by early 2010 to present deathcore, yeah. taking influences yeah, from bands such as Thy Art Is Murder. I hear them a lot recently. Whitechapel, Chelsea's Grin, and Lorna Shore. That's a that's a fucking that's a that's a gut punch right that's there. That's a lot of weight in that heavy. So there's a video that's actually spiraling and um, we're we're both part of that uh, that group, the metal, metal, metal scene. Metal scene. 
So Thy Art is Murder actually just like played at a festival where like the sound booth is like set up in like the middle and like there was a circle pit. I saw that. Yeah, that was cool. That was like around it. Yeah. And like it was like huge. It was of massive. People. Massive and it was Amazing. awesome. And Thy Art is Murder. Murder is coming out with new music this year. Actually, beer is how they built the pyramids. So Jordan, the bass, Jordan, the bass and vocalist, he's a big fan of uh, symphonic metal such as Nightwish, Evanescence, and Within Temptation. Wow. Quite. Uh, yeah, talk about coin flip that fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Elliot, who's on guitar, takes influences from metalcore bands such as uh, Corellia, O Sleeper. I love O Sleeper. And uh, Haste Day. I like Haste Today. I forget about Haste Today. Haste Today. I, I like, like, like the Haste Today story. Yeah. Like, I, I can get into Haste Today. And O Sleeper is... Um, Let me see them. The lead singer for... Why can't I think of it? I do not know. Whoa. I can't Bear tooth? Thank you. Bear You're tooth. welcome. I'm here. Oh, Sleeper is like, the lead really singer cool. of Beartooth. <laughs> Wait a minute. Really Joel in a metal band? Whatever. The guitar playing in each of these oh, bands is very intricate technical. And I try and he tries and writes his parts around this to give the music a melodic sound whilst also bringing in the heavy. Uh, Zach, the other guitarist, um, his hero is, sorry, Jay, Ooh, James yeah. Hetfield of Metallica. Ooh. Takes his main influence from Megadeth? him. Weird. As well as early to late 2000 metalcore bands such as Bullet for My Valentine, Trivium, and As I Lay Dying. You can just hear the guitar <laughs> in every one of those bands. We can, uh, we, I think we can get along with this band. Right? Uh-huh. Anthony, the drum player. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, Anthony, Who framed me? Anthony Drums, growing up, listening to such bands as Lamb of God, Slipknot, Metallica, As I Lay Dying, System of a Down. That a boy. That's a good mix. That is a nice mix. He's a self-taught drummer, mainly just picked up everything he needed to learn by listening to these bands and playing along with them when practicing. It's a uh, soft spot in my heart because that's how I learned. Playing the music. I don't know how you not learn that way. It's like, you know, you can learn. I mean, I can teach you. Like, like, you get the four methods of you know, one, you two, can... three, four, one, two, three, four thing, but I don't know. I think you benefit from learning all different, like, all the different types. Yeah, I, I, I see. I this think, is, this I think is... there's something to be said from learning on your own. There's something to be said. Well, I'm going to digress this a little bit, but, like, I've teacher. learned that, that learning on your own, you kind of adapt your own way of doing things, which makes you a little different. You're not kind of, like, cookie cuttered into it. It's interesting you say that because right. our, um, our second drummer, quote unquote, when we, uh, when we started the cover band, Marked, this guy named Jay, he actually did drum lessons. He was a jazz drummer, right? He was a jazz drummer. Yeah. And that's a little different than metal. Well, it was, but like you know, his his thing was is like you know, if you learn like all these other techniques, you don't get like sucked into like the boring like repetition of double bass right. and like yeah, silly you can feel a little different. It's like well, that and you feel a little freer to try different styles with 
you know, confused a little bit. Yeah. He was inter- He was actually very interesting because like he, he played the music with us that like he didn't play on his own right. like prior to, and, but he loved it. Like he was like I, yeah, like this is. He had a weird setup. Like he had a true double bass. Double like, double. Yeah, like two. He's a jazz drummer and he does a, has a fucking but, double kick. So if I okay. if I'm looking at your set like right there, like you would have like the one main, but the <laughs> other one that. would be on the left side of your tom, not okay. not toms, your um, hi hats. Hi hat. Oh, weird. Yeah. So he That's was like, like fucking spread, spread eagle. But what he was doing, because I was actually watching while he was playing, like he would play the double bass parts, but then he'd be like right back with like the hi hat. Yeah, with his it, foot. It was. Weird, but it worked. Hey, so it was like all, one of as those long things. as it works, man. Like, yeah, leave it alone. The last question I talked about, I actually asked about like, with uh, Recall the Remains, and again, like check out the blog over on the webpage. Is um, what are the future plans for 2019? Their answer in 2019, we head back to the studio in April to start the recording process. Was more, but they actually admittedly so. These are, these are working dudes, man. These guys have day yeah. jobs, and like we kind of talked about this like prior too. Like so, like you gotta like a band that's like putting out like kick-ass music, but they still have to have like a day job, which yeah. we you all can't always live off it. Um. So they don't actually have like an organized EP. They've actually kind of released everything as like singles so far, but like as, but I mean, you know, the hope is like EP or album. Like those th- those plans could change in the fu- future. They have a lot of shows that they're gonna be playing. Um, playing places that they've never actually played before, such as uh, Coventry and Manchester, which is over across the pond, over in like the England. Yep. And uh, England. they'll have new new merchandise available. But these guys are like definitely worth a check out. Like, yeah. make sure you check out like the Facebook page. Like, go check them out on Spotify. Like, listen to the music, like and whatnot. Like, and the new single. And the new single, mm-hmm. which is 23rd? actually going to release right. on the twenty third. That's my story. I recall the remains. Oh yeah, another kick-ass band and doing kick-ass things. Cancel that. Press the wrong button, and I'm going to pause. And you all heard me say I was going to pause. I grabbed another beer and I'm gonna talk about it. <laughs> Weird chipmunk man. Well, shit. So I this is technically a rerun because it's believe, a repeat, but with a I different host, a different different person. So I wanted to find something in the Irish category. Unfortunately, the liquor store in which I embarked on, they didn't have any you know Irish Reds or anything really available. I you know it is the Quins, but I mean. I'm not really from Ireland. I can't really count that, I guess. When in doubt, scotch. That's not a beer. It's a good beer, though, the Quince. It is. Uh, So I went with... I could have gone with the Guinness, but I believe I did Guinness not too long ago. So I went with... I stuck in the stout department, and I took Murphy's Imported Stout. Murphy's. The Nitro... And I believe they are from Cork, Ireland. If you don't mind mind me chiming in, this is like Guinness 1B. This is, this is good. Um, <clears throat> I mean, again, I mean, we all know at this point, I'm not going to repeat myself, but I, I'm a stout man. Um, but no, this one's, this one's good. It's, it's smooth. It doesn't have that funny, funny Guinnessy aftertaste that Guinness sometimes has. You know what I mean? It's, 
It's a little thicker, I feel. It's not as not thick. Is that how you'd say that? Thin, you could, but that's it's a little, little. It's a little thicker. It's, it's gonna. It's gonna. Okay, hold on. Let's recap this. It's got less viscosity. Um, I don't know. You just said it's a little thicker. It's a little not thick. I'm not sure what you're saying. I don't either. I've, I've been drinking, but <laughs> overall, a good beer. If you if you want a nice Irish stout, I I, this is, I, w I, I would probably pick this over uh, Guinness. Definitely. Yeah, it's close. It's close. Close. It's very close. You'll never find it on tap anywhere, but like it's it's right. You'll you'll find the cans like all over. With the there. weird thing inside. Yeah, it's got the little nitro. It's a nitro action. Mm -hmm. It makes or a killer. It makes a killer corned beef and cabbage. Also, if As you actually saying. do the uh, stout broth. Which I love the South Rock. You have to do the South Rock. Would South Rock. Probably, probably both. Probably like a good chili too. Yeah, I can see that oh, chili. Ooh. A Guinness chili. Ooh. That's how I make my chili. Atta boy. Ooh. Gee, we should bring you to the uh, chili cook-off next year. There you go. That I won last year. Did you? I did. Nice. But, I digress. What are you drinking, Mr. I make funny faces when it takes up to this? I, uh... <laughs> It's obviously Windex, but that's fine. Damn. It's obviously Windex. <laughs> so I went back to the Heretic guys. Um, I can't heretic? remember. Heretic. Heretic. Yeah, you said Heretic. Heretic. <laughs> I was very confused. Heretic. 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 Much different, but it's fine. I think it's tomato, tomato. H e r e t i c. Heretic. Okay, thank you. I, I can't remember if I had the uh, the porter the last episode or two episodes ago, but like I had these guys like recently. But I decided I decided to go with the IPA this time, the juicier than thou, the New England. Do you think Metallica sued them? New England style yeah. India Pale yes, Ale with mango. Mango. It's a it's a super juicy IPA. It's super smooth. Doesn't have like a crazy hop. Like burn. Is it similar to like the Wally juice? It's a little. It's similar to the Wally juice. Okay. You know what? The Wally juice actually get me like onto like these juicy IPAs kind of a thing. Um, it's a seven percent alcohol by volume, which all that means is I'm gonna be hurting tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And I give it. Hmm. You no, know, I never gave mine a rating. <laughs> I just realized that I'm a bad man. <laughs> well, why don't you rate yours? I'm gonna give it a four. It okay. Was, it was got a four. I I feel like this is a five. Yeah, that good, huh? It's you've been high recently. It's you've been drinking. Yummy. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> that obviously explains it. But I feel like you. The the thing is, like, I go to these stores. Uh, I spend like twenty minutes in these aisles, like looking around. It's like, hmm, hmm, mm hmm, hmm. And like, there's like so much hemming and hawing. Like, there's so much expectation. But I don't know. This is pretty. This is pretty nice. It's pretty nice. Good? Yeah, five, five, final answer. Final answer. Jay, do you want to rate? You Jay, are the weak link. Jay, do you want to rate your Mountain Dew, or what are you doing over there? What do you What do you got? How's that Mountain Dew? It's, I mean, it's it's a solid Mountain Dew. I mean, it's like you know, a generic. Jay, uh, what what are your top mixers for a Mountain Dew? If you're an alcoholic. Hard alcoholic? Oh, jeez. Um, well, you got to use the, the dude vodka. Vodka can go in anything. Well, they I got mean, the dude one that actually it. it's made for Mountain Dew. No, the Three dude olives. one is. Uh, I don't think the dude one is made for Mountain Dew. Well, it's supposed to. It's supposed to have the same characteristics. It tastes like olives. <laughs> Just because it has three olives in the name, I don't think it counts. Maybe cut like a Mountain Dew with like anything you would put like 
to be ginger ale. I wonder how that would like. See, I, 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 well, I, ginger ale uh, historically is supposed to be good for scotches and whiskey. I um. I think like a Mountain Dew and Deserona. See, I have a black cherry rum, which oof, I think would probably oof. be okay. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. yeah. Your rums go good with your darker, like, drinks. Yeah. Um, your citrusy good. beverages, like your Mountain Dew. You probably want a vodka or a silver silver rum. Yeah, you could do silver, silver rum. rum with, yeah. Uh, yeah. I got lemon and lime, so. I mean, probably anything citrusy. A tequila. Yeah, tequila. You could Actually, yeah, tequila bet, might not be bad. I bet, I bet that would be funky. Yeah. Tequila with Mountain Dew. I mean, I, I know Jose I've had it as a, a, a chaser. All right, so moving on. There's a uh, there's a bunch of cool stuff like happening. Obviously, like March 23rd, you're gonna have the uh, release of the uh, Recall the Remains. March 23rd, also, if you're in the Massachusetts area, the Raven Whistler. We have four bands that have been well, kind of four bands that have been featured on like the podcast. I think we've always been featured. on Three bands that we have featured on the podcast, and our fucking band, a, a, a King's Descendant, is going to be playing. But that's going to be Faced, that was on episode 31. That's going to be Frenemy, that was on episode 5. It was going to be uh, Machine Gun Mayhem, that was on episode 49. And we haven't had an episode for us because we're not, like, self-loathing assholes. We, we just say it every episode. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but a King's Descendant. We'll be at the Raven. On March 23rd, like, you know what? Screw the neighborhood, man. The Raven is a cool venue. Like, I love that. I actually, oh, yeah. I fell in love with that bar when we were there a couple Beautiful months ago. Beautiful sound system. Like, with our with our first act. Um, Recall the Remains has a single coming out. That band, uh, Splintered Cell, okay. has a throne. Splintered Throne. That one. Thank you. I was trying to look them up real quick, but Anthony just reminded me. They actually have a single coming out. They've actually like emailed us like a whole bunch, and I just want to actually give them a, like a quick shout out. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's some, there's some great stuff happening. Like, if you're in New England, by all means, get to the Worcester show and like help us out, like help support like local music. Like the local music scene requires you. There isn't national acts without local acts. Let's start making some of these like local acts like national because like you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna see some kick-ass shit, especially ours. Just do it. Um, <clears throat> other than that, like, share, listen, repeat, man. Like we need the likes on like the Facebook. We need the follows on the Instagram. Like we try to keep you like as up to date as humanly possible. But you know we're we're working individuals. So waiting on picture of people's puppies. We haven't got any puppies yet? Not yet. You guys suck. No, you don't. We love you all. Email any feedback to hmoa6pack at gmail.com. Like, any thoughts on the program? Any suggestions for the program? Um, if you're a band that you actually want to, like, get reviewed on said program, or if you actually want to, like, join us, like, in studio or over the phone, like, for an interview, like, that's the way they, like, contact us. Like, check us out on the webpage, hmoa6pack.podomatic, P-O-D-O-M-A-T-I-C.net. And that's the, uh, that's the central hub to, like, find us, like, the, and you can, like, actually contact us through there. I mean... We're, we're we're here for we're here for local musicians. So I mean, please Correct. reach out and 
let's move forward and do some fucking cool shit and bring the metal. Bring the metal. Anything else, Jens? Do it. Good. That's all I Enjoy got. Enjoy your St. Patrick's Day, which will have already passed. Enjoy, Enjoy your recovery from your St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, work Day. on that Irish time traveling. <laughs> all right. Woo-hoo. Peace. Goodbye. That is the end of this episode. Another fun-filled day in the world of heavy metal over a six-pack. This is Anthony, Marcus, and Jay signing off. See you next time.